the Chisco Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Wyatt from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. And I'm TJ Jeskowitz from RAGBRAI. Now, this is the podcast where we talk about bicycling just for the fun of it. There's going to be tales from all over the country talking about bikes. Stay for that fun. Leave with a smile. This is the Jesco Bike Podcast. Yeah, good to be talking to you, Mark. It's been a busy week for us, just kind of getting getting stuff together uh, for Ragbri. And uh, I know we're we're just kind of in the thick of it right now. All the towns, we're bringing them together later in the week for just kind of a, a, a little powwow over in Ames, over at Ryman Gardens, just to see how everyone's shaping up. And it looks like it's going to be a fantastic route. And um, I know next week we're going to go visit some of those towns, aren't we? Yeah, this is our annual route inspection ride. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of people talk about this thing. I'm not sure it actually exists until about this week. We decide to uh, get our bikes out and ride all the way across the state. So uh, I get to, you know, it's fun. I get to do rag ride twice, and I, and that's a good time. Yeah. And it's it's completely different. Than, you know, it's not a fun ride. Well, I mean, we have fun, but there's a purpose for this ride and what we started this thing i think this is the 14th one of them uh, i asked uh, former ride ride chair dan mckay and former rag bride director jim green if they would go take a look at the route on bicycles and report back all the things that might be hazards along the way so we can have a mm-hmm. better understanding and uh it's kind of morphed into those two guys going out on a bike ride into I think we've probably got about 30 or so people, maybe even more, with different roles that are go out and, and try to, you know, I guess, educate the towns about what to expect and take, take still taking a look at those imperfections in the road and seeing if there's something we can do about them. Yeah, yeah, and it's not just the imperfections of the road. It's but it's things like, you know, when's your recycling day and and uh, and alligators. Yeah, it's also the opportunity to meet with the ride right committees and and uh, talk about safety, uh, talk about what they're doing as far as bike radios and press releases and and looking at their local ordinances and and making sure that uh, things are going to be good for bicycling not just during the week of rack ride yeah. but for the rest of the year. So it's uh, it's a great opportunity. So we we kind of go from alligators to tornadoes more or less with the committees and just make sure that they are ready for everything in between. And uh, I, I'm still waiting for the first alligator that I would see in the state of Iowa. Haven't seen one yet. May, oh, maybe at the Mississippi River Zoo, or not zoo, but the uh, aquarium over there. And, yeah. and I think that was about the last time I've seen uh, uh, an alligator in, in Iowa. So, um, but you know what? We're going we're gonna to have fun out there as best right. we can. Someone's got to do it. You know, we're gonna we gotta plug away what four hundred and twenty some odd miles, four hundred twenty eight miles, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Some of us will do the loop, some of us will do the gravel loop. But in the end we're gonna meet with some great people and make sure that they're getting in, in good shape for, for Ragbri. Yeah, and just to include our listeners along the way, we'll be doing some podcasts. There's yeah. uh you know, 40-some people that ride with us. And so we try to pick up some short, quick topics every day, bring you a new guest, and, and hopefully some some different personalities that you might normally hear on this show. Um, I'll, uh, I'll upload them quick. And uh, I know AKA Murph, she's out there too. Uh, so that's a good opportunity for us to uh, – 
uh, to have a bunch of conversations and, 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 and talk Andrea, about bicycling. Andrea Parrott yeah. will be out there from Parrot Talk sure. and myself. Yeah. So it's you know what I enjoy doing. I, I enjoy when people come off the ride and say, "Do you know how hard that ride was?" And you can look them in the eye and say, "Yes, I rode it like you know <laughs> back in May or June." When we had, you know, that 30 mile an hour headwind in our face. So, yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. So, but it's good, you know, me as a, as a director to know exactly what the riders are going to encounter or, or as close to a simul- assimilated uh, ride as, as possible. So, so I'm looking forward to it. We've been doing this for a while, Mark. I think, um, you know, the meetings, you know, by the time we're done meeting with the towns and all that, I mean, it's, it's a long day by the time we log a, a blog and a podcast. Whew. We might have to yeah. stop and have a cold one every once in a while just to, <laughs> just to make sure we're still having fun. That's right. That's, that's exactly right. Well, cool. cool. Well, we're going to have lots of reports from the road. I know uh, this week we have a little uh, adventure. I think Murph talked to, oh, the guy over at Northtown Cycles. I don't know. You know yeah, much. Derek. It's kind of in your backyard, isn't it? Yeah, Derek's a panic up there. He's uh, working on uh, a lot of e-bikes and a lot of other stuff. Uh, cool. He uh, just just did a great donation from their holiday uh, efforts uh, to us. So, uh, yeah, we've got a lot going on. We've got a great partnership with Northtown, and it's I, I'm anxious to hear what they got to talk about. Good. Well, good. Well, anything else going on, Mark, that you need to bring up before we uh, cut to the interview with Derek? Oh, you know, I have to mention this. Uh, last night, and not to date this, but last night I went to the Hudson City Council. Oh. Um, and they passed a new bike ordinance that has things like change lanes to pass, right arm turn signals, all those little kind of the greatest hits of things that we want to see in a mm. in a bike ordinance, but locally in Hudson. Um, Isn't your now, sister the mayor of Hudson? You know that that didn't hurt. Okay, <laughs> and that didn't hurt at isn't all. Isn't that the hometown of Mark Wyatt as well? Yeah, that's it is my hometown. It, it my sister's on the city so, council. So you got that uh, going my for you. Still live there. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, you know it was a good opportunity for us to uh, to test out the waters, um, to run a, an ordinance through their uh, their uh, legal department, and uh, have a good model victory that's that's to pass. And I think we're going to be pushing on that all across the state. So awesome. uh, one good victory this week. All right. Well, we'll take that victory and we'll, we'll hopefully multiply it many more to come. So, well, good. Well, we got a, we got a full pack show, so let's get to it. And I, I need to get a few more training miles in Mark. I, I got to have a few more in Scott Garner. So I better get out and That's get, right. get some biking miles in before this uh, podcast is over. Sounds, sounds good. Let's just go bike. Hello, Just Go Bike Podcast listeners, a.k.a. Murph here with Derek Stepanek from North Town Cycling in Cedar Rapids. Hey, Derek, and welcome. Thanks, Kathy. Great to be here. Beautiful, sunshiny day. Yeah, and Derek came all the way down to Iowa Bicycle Coalition World Headquarters. This is my first time in the office. It's a fantastic facility. I would uh, encourage everybody to stop by. Just make sure to announce yourself. Give them a little heads up so they can <laughs> get their house cleaning done. That's right. And we are in a federal building, so we're always on lockdown. So you can't just pop in. You've got to... No, you have to jump and wave at the windows <laughs> outside and then hope that they see you. So. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, Derek has been in the bike business for over 30 years and has made a pretty significant impact on the Cedar Rapids cycling community. Um, started a program last year called Northtown Gives, and the Iowa Bike Coalition is pretty happy to be one of their nonprofit recipients. You may get into that later. If not, you can go online and find out what Northtown Gives is all about. So today, I wanted to talk to Derek about e-bikes. I'm sure everybody knows what an e-bike is. You either love them, you either hate them, or you just have no idea how they work or what... what Some, sometimes a couple of those all at once, right? Yeah, yeah. So I experienced e-bike riding last fall. Um, I was at Innerbike in Vegas, and we're out in the desert, and man, I was hooked. Like, it was a crazy experience. I mean, we still all got a workout. We were still sweating, but you know, you're going up a little hill or a little incline and you engage that motor and did zip. you uh, experience the e-bike grin? I think I did experience the e-bike grin. And we were actually for a while I was with um shout out to Parrot Talk AP. She and I uh, one of us had a cargo e-bike. And so we were kind of switching, taking turns riding each other's bikes. And there was a point when I jumped on the back of her cargo bike. So I was her cargo and we still were able to like zip across the desert. You can do that. It was awesome. It was awesome. So I haven't pulled the trigger on purchasing yet, and that is not why Derek's here to try and sell me an e-bike. Officially, no. <laughs> um, but he has definitely shared his excitement of e-bikes, and I thought it'd be a great uh, opportunity to have him on this podcast. So let's get started. So Derek, you are from Northtown Cycling and Fitness. Can you give us a brief history or a little bit about Northtown Cycling? Sure. Uh, Northtown is uh, now a fourth generation store. So my great grandfather started a business back in the 1920s. And uh, we've been in the location we are now for over 40 years. My father built that building in 1979. Uh, and, uh, you know, so far so good. We've expanded a couple times there and, um, you know, just trying to get a lot of butts on bikes. So uh, I have I had a real job once. I graduated <laughs> from the University of Iowa here in Iowa City with a MIS degree in technology, and I went away to the big cities. I lived in Dallas and Detroit for a couple of years, worked for General Motors, and decided, you know what, I this really isn't where I want to be. So I came back to the bike business in 1996 and uh, have worked ever since. Uh, a lot of hours, but a lot of fun. It's a great, uh, great business and very rewarding to be part of for sure. And I did not know that that you've been in that building since 1979, but I've been lucky enough. Uh, we did. Ah, gosh, I can't remember what the event was, but you were giving people tours of your back room. And so we got to go into your back room and there are some, there's some history hanging on those walls. For sure. Yeah. You know, there's uh, all these swap meets around. I always have people that want us to like dig through the, you know, because bike people are pack rats, right? So <laughs> any old stores out there, you can bet they have bins and drawers and all kinds of stuff in their back room, hidden treasures. So uh, we were a Schwinn concept store, so my dad moved out of the downtown area in Cedar Rapids in 1975, and uh, so uh, from, you know, back that far, you end up with a lot of goodies and treasures tucked away, and we probably don't even know what we all have back there anymore. Right, right. I remember seeing, hanging up high, uh, you have one of those, it's a tandem bike, but it's a side-by-side -side tandem, mm, and yeah. then uh, at the Nubo Market, I don't remember, maybe it was last spring, I think it was like you and your dad or you and your uncle were on that side-by-side -side tandem. And gosh, I wish I, I didn't get my phone out quick enough to video it, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, thanks. There's, a, I think there actually somebody did take a video yeah. of us riding at one point, and it, it might be on our Facebook page. 
page, but it's a side-by-side tandem. And uh, yes, two people of different weight can ride that. <laughs> I don't know why it works. I guess, you know, you got wheels in between you, keeping you upright. So, sure, sure. Yeah, it's a circus act, to say the least. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure you can qualify yourself. I qualify you as an expert in all things bicycle. If I have a question, you're my go-to guy. Well, thanks. I'm humbled by that. Yeah. And uh, if I don't know something, I will tell you that. So Yeah. Well, you haven't yet to do that. So, But I want to talk specifically today about e-bikes. So start off by saying, like, what is an e-bike? What does e-bike even stand for? Yeah, so e-bike is short for electric hybrid bicycle. And the quick version is, you know, you take your regular bicycle and uh, it's adapted to uh, have a little small electric motor on it, a lithium-ion rechargeable battery. Uh, and it breaks down a lot of barriers people have to riding bicycles. So when you pedal an e-bike and it gives you uh, an amount of assist back, you know, it basically makes you into a bionic biker. So all of a sudden you can ride either farther or faster or up hills or keep up with people, you know, more so than you ever could before. So it's a tremendously empowering and enabling feeling to get on one. Well, and I'm sure you've heard people say it's cheating to ride an e-bike. Tell us why this isn't true. Yeah, so that's always a fun one to address because you, you there's about six different answers to it, and you have to pick which one based on who you're, um, <laughs> you know, talking with. So uh, one is, you know, it's not it's only cheating if you're competing, and mm. so you know if somebody's not racing, then I'm not sure exactly how they could be cheating. Um, the other answer we have is that e-bikes help with hills headwinds and heat Ah. and i'm not sure if you can like cheat a hill or cheat a headwind i'm not sure anybody feels really too badly about that you know (laughs) iowa had a skydiver tell me once iowa is the seventh windiest state in the country and if you ride your bike in iowa you know that the wind oftentimes is in front of you always i don't know how that works but um an e-bike helps uh, tremendously with that uh, the other, and actually the the answer that normally gets uh, to folks is I say, you know, some people say, well, I'm not ready for that. I don't need that. It really isn't a need thing. Um, it allows people to ride a bicycle of some sort much more often, frequently, um, and farther than they ever could. So people are riding for more reasons. They are commuting with them. Um, in some cases, they're riding an e-bike versus doing nothing, you know, sitting at home and being on the couch. Um, they may uh, be wanting to get back in shape. Uh, they may have joint issues, heart conditions. You know, there are physical challenges, but um, you know, we've sold uh, e-bikes to tons of different types of people, and there's no um, common e-bike customer. There's no, like, you know, one category. So we'll get into some of those stories, I'm sure, later. But, um, yeah, the, uh, the best thing to tell folks who say it's cheating is, is there anyone that you would like to ride with you? You know, if you're a cyclist, uh, maybe mom or dad or somebody from church or somebody from work that you really would enjoy spending some time with and sharing all the great things that you like to do on a bike mm-hmm. who just couldn't do it or you'd really have to wait for them and they would struggle and not enjoy it. An e-bike is a great way uh, to engage those folks in cycling. And in a lot of cases, that turns them on to our sport and activity, and uh, they can graduate to other bicycles in the future. And like you said, just being able to, you know, at one extreme end is getting somebody uh, off the couch, away from the TV, and outside, even if it does mean that they're on an e-bike, hopefully it will turn into something down the road. Oh, I've seen it time and time again. It's the, the greatest thing. I get hugs, high fives, tears. Um, you know, everyone has a different story with an e-bike and how they came to it. And, uh, you know, I've uh, 
sold e-bikes to a young couple who was moving to Austin, Texas. They're going to live a car-free lifestyle. They're perfectly able-bodied, but they just wanted to, you know, uh, live that sort of an urban life and wanted e-bikes to do it. Um, you know, we got a 12-year-old girl, uh, did a day of ragbri with her family. She had a heart condition. Um, sold one of the first e-bikes we ever sold was to a young woman uh, from the west side of the state who was riding ragbri with her ailing father. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had ridden ragbri his entire life. And she was not a cyclist. And this was going to be his last ragbri. And she said, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I have to figure out how to ride with him. And she figured out an e-bike was the only thing that could help her do that. And, you know, they, I get a little clammy talking about it, but they had that moment together. And, and what, mm -hmm. a, what a tremendous gift that was, you know. Um, so I kind of go, how dare I tell her she shouldn't be on an e-bike at that point? So right. There's right. all kinds of stories like that. Well, I know uh, firsthand, um, my brother lives in Austin. Shout out to Mike Murphy. Hey, Mike. Um, and I can't ride a bike in Austin, at least where he lives, because it is so steep. I mean, it's hard to walk up those hills. I don't even know if a e-bike could... Actually, I do, because my nephew has one of those um, automated skateboards. Mm. He just uses a little remote control, so he can zoom up these huge hills, but so I believe your story of the family in Austin that it gets him on the bike. And once you're up into those, out of those big hills, then you can ride like you normally ride. Yep. A lot of times people will start e-biking and uh, they may use higher level of assistance, um, you know, because most of them you still have to pedal. Um, there are some e-bikes that have throttles on it and sometimes people have uh, artificial joint issues that may prevent them from pedaling hard or just to get started from a stop sign on a little heavier bike. Sometimes it can be safer to have that, but a lot of times you're pedaling a bike and you start with a higher assistance and as they get work themselves into shape, you know, for them, it might be a challenge. Uh, then they back off the assistance level and they come and tell me, oh, I got, you know, this much more range out of my battery or I'm only using 20% instead of, and you know, it's a, it's an amazing thing to just kind of see that glimmer in their eye on riding a bicycle, which is all, um, kind of where we started, right? Uh, we, we made a t-shirt actually, the store, it says ride like a kid again. Oh, nice. And it's got you know, a little person with an electric bike. And, uh, it's, we all feel that way. And, uh, one of the, uh, neatest parts of my job is to experience that e-bike grin that first time mm -hmm. somebody gets on one and you're out with them and they take those first few pedal strokes and you can like see the light. I'm going to snap my finger. Like that <laughs> light switch goes on and um, they immediately are putting themselves out on that bike in other circumstances, other places, riding with people, doing all this fun stuff that we all talk about, mm -hmm. you know, because we all know how much fun it really is and they finally can do that. Well, I think I already know the answer to this, but what kind of future do you see for e-bikes? Yeah, explosive. <laughs> uh, so they sell millions of e-bikes in Europe. Um, actually, two years ago in the Netherlands, um, 2016 was the year that dollars spent on bicycles over half uh, became e-bike sales versus pedal bike sales. And the Netherlands, we all know, is the most cycling-centric culture on right. earth. And so when the majority of dollars spent on bicycling there is e-bikes, I mean, it's the real deal. Um, and, uh, you know, in Europe, they use bicycles for transportation, for mm -hmm. fitness and wellness, um, for socializing, um, just as we are here. And, you know, our obviously cities aren't set up in the same way. You know, we're sprawling more. But 
um, e-bikes lend themselves even better to this. So um, I made some notes on some uh, folks that are commuting. You know, here in the Midwest, we've sold uh, e-bikes to a helicopter pilot technician. His commute was 12 miles each direction. Mm-hmm. You know, and he said, I work 12 hours a day. I wanted some energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he used to ride his bike, and then he quit riding a bike because it was just too much work and took too much time. Um, and a year later, he said, I gained all kinds of weight. I felt oh, like yeah. crap and all that stuff. So he said, you know, darn it, I'm going to get, and he got an e-bike and then he was riding again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have somebody who rides from uh, Ely, south of Cedar Rapids to the north side up at Transamerica. Uh, it's a 24 mile commute. And uh, he said he can do that in under an hour on his e-bike. Because uh, he's like, you know, I used to commute, but I didn't anymore. And mm-hmm. I didn't want to take two hours to get to work. Um, you know, a lieutenant colonel at Offutt Air Force Base in Omaha, Nebraska, rides 11 miles each way. Um, got a teacher in the Chicagoland area who rides uh, 10 or 12 miles. Uh, just on and on and on, all these different stories of people um, who are riding bikes instead of sitting in traffic, mm-hmm. uh, instead of uh, driving their cars and all that stuff. So uh, I even ride to city council meetings now and advocate, you know, mm-hmm. when there's bike lane stuff or uh, these meetings for bikeable, walkable communities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I try to practice what I preach and uh, I got to go back to the store and not be all sweaty, you know, to try to sell bikes in the right. afternoon. So right. um, an e-bike allows me to do that. Um, I, even sometimes I ride home and see my kids at lunch mm-hmm. uh, because I'm, you know, I tell people I'm working, you know, I'm not just out riding bikes sure. for fun because <laughs> uh, I'm test riding, you know, yeah. to ensure a good client experience. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, two questions came up when you were just speaking about the e-bike in general, but uh, is it okay to ride an e-bike on a bike trail? Absolutely. So the CPSC governs what an e-bike is. There's three criteria. Um, Firstly, it it has to have less than a 750-watt motor, which is about a horsepower. Most of the e-bikes of today that are sold in bike shops um, are 250 to 500 watts. So you're way under that. Second criteria is that if it has a throttle, that throttle can't work above 20 miles an hour. Mm. Um, So we're very specific as a bike shop, and we do not have anything that exceeds uh, that speed limit with a throttle. Um, and then thirdly, you have to be able to pedal it like a bike. So, mm-hmm. um, in Iowa, um, a bike is a bike. If it meets those three criteria, you can ride them on, uh, all the bike trails. And of course, municipalities would always have an option of, uh, regulating those sorts of things. But, uh, at this point, we've got a lot of great folks doing work with the state to make sure that bikes stay bikes and we can all ride them as often and where we'd like. Shout out to Mr. Mark Wyatt. You got that right. <laughs> Uh, and then the other question with e-bikes, is it is it simple to charge it up? I mean, you just plug it in. How do you how does that work? Yeah, so it basically has a charger that comes with every bike that looks like your laptop charger. Oh, okay. So it's just a little brick and a six foot cord out the end. So uh, we have some people that if they're going on longer rides, they'll even take that charger with them, you know, and they stop for a sandwich and a beverage somewhere, and mm-hmm. they can just plug right in. Um, so that eliminates uh, we call it range anxiety. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's the old how far am I really going to get to go? And most of the bikes have like an estimated range on them. So okay. just like your car tells you, you know, approximately when you're mm-hmm. going to run out of gas, so you have a little bit of warning there. And uh, the great thing is that we actually sell bikes now that have 127 miles of estimated range Holy on a single cow. charge. Yeah, on 25 cents worth of electricity. You talk about efficient. And, uh, you know, we talk about bikes uh, being a great way to move around. Um, it's an amazing thing. You know, battery charges in three to four hours. Uh, and they'll last for up to a thousand cycles. So, you know, in our state and climate where people may not ride it year round, uh, you're going to have a battery for many, many years Mm -hmm. uh, before you need to worry about replacing them. And of course, the technology is continually getting better as well. Mm -hmm. 
Amazing. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty inexpensive vehicle. So people think fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars for a decent e bike is a lot of money, and it's a significant investment. We understand that, but when you start comparing that to cost of vehicles and other modes of transport, uh, not to mention just if you like avoid one day in the hospital because you know you avoided some chronic you know condition. I mean, yeah. like that's more than makes up for a couple thousand bucks yeah. in my book. So and. Um, you know, people on bikes tend to be a little happier. We all have smiles on our face, right. you know, so <laughs> with e-bikes, you just get a little bit bigger grin. So right. it's a good thing. And you mentioned before we started recording that, um, some woman who, uh, decided to start, you know, bought an e-bike and decided to use it to go grocery shopping and it changed her life. Yeah. She went from right, driving a car to not driving a car. Yeah, so it, it's been proven. There's all kinds of statistics. Um, the latest one just came out in a bicycling uh, magazine a couple months ago. The National Institute for Transportation and Communities uh, showed uh, the percentage of increase in the length of trips people take with a bike and the percentage of increase that they actually ride a bike. Um, mm. And in, in a lot of cases, it's getting people riding when they would have been driving a car uh, and the percentages and the numbers are just astronomical as to, again, in some of these municipalities that are very, very dense, um, you can get places quicker on a bike by far than you can, mm-hmm. you know, driving a car mm-hmm. uh, and or catching cab fares and Ubers and all those other things that you're going to spend money on. And, you know, those five, eight, ten, twenty dollar trips all add up um, and you got zero exercise benefit from doing any of that as well. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it can certainly be part of someone's transportation solution. And when you compare it to those other things, it's super affordable. Definitely. Well, uh, maybe a little bit about you now. What kind of bike riding do you enjoy? Mm. Well, I, I sort of have to say um, I ride with my kids and my wife mm-hmm. on the nature trail. Uh, my girls are six and nine at this point. So uh, we do family rides. And when I am not at the bike store, I am with my wife and kids. Nice. So it's super casual rides and uh, generally ends with some sort of ice cream somewhere <laughs> and everything. But uh, it's a lot of fun. I also uh, ride thousands of miles during work hours on e-bikes for clients. So that's mm-hmm. one of the things that we do as a store. We've learned over the years how to prepare those bikes. And we actually sell bikes to Iowa and all five surrounding states. Um, not intentionally, but just people sort of drive for that. So um, I spend a lot of time riding their bikes before we uh, make delivery to them mm-hmm. to make sure they're all shaken down and work great and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's another way that, I mean, I ride way more than I ever would. Yeah. Um, and um, p- the tougher question people always ask me is, what e-bike do you have? Ah, yeah. You know, and I always point to the showroom and I say, well, right now I've got like 40 of them. So, you know, <laughs> well, which one's your favorite? I'm like, the one that I'm riding. So, you know, we've procured all these brands and the products. Yeah. And I think something that you mentioned, um, I don't think that we were recording yet, is that e-bikes come in all different forms. So it can be, well, you you tell me. Yeah. The cool part is that um, every category of traditional bike has e-bikes. So it can be road bike, mountain bike, fat tire bike, a folding bike, a cargo bike, a hybrid comfort bike, a cruiser bike. Um, any of those have e-bike versions of them. And what's cool is since the e-bike is an equalizer, I'll drop some ease on you there, um, you can ride. So you could have a total upright granny cruiser with a basket on the front. Um, and I could have like a fat tire e-bike. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mark could have a dropped handlebar road e-bike. Mm-hmm. And we could all, all go ride together. Right. And so, you know, that creating that sense of community, it's kind of crazy because normal, you know, road bikers kind of have to be with road bikers because they want to keep up with each other. Right. Um, 
um, and you know you don't need a mountain bike on a nature trail. No, but man, a full suspension mountain bike makes an awesome commuter bike. You can take the trail and then just kind of run over stuff when you feel like it. <laughs> so uh, it's it, it's crazy. Um, you know, people can really pick the bike they like the look of mm -hmm. and not be limited to where or with whom they can ride it. That's that's different than a traditional bike, typically. As well as figuring out their comfort style. You know, if people yeah. need to be upright, if yep. people like to be in the road bike stance. Right. So uh, when they opened the Cedar Valley Nature Trail paved section north last year, I actually invited a group of clients to go ride with me. And only the fast ones accepted my invitation. Ah. So, and you know, like I said, I don't ride that much. So I had to ride an e-bike. So that we could get up there because it was a hot day. I had to get back to the store afterwards. I didn't want to be all sweaty. Mm -hmm. So I'm cruising along on my cruiser bike, like upright Mary Poppins in the breeze <laughs> with these, you know, guys in full kit Lycra on right. their road bikes, you know, and I'm snacking on an apple and chatting <laughs> and they're breathing pretty heavy. So uh, I will say uh, they got tenderloins at Jonesy's when we got up there. Um, I you know, refrain from the tender line. Right. I just stayed with my fruit and stuff. But right. Anyway, <laughs> it was a lot of fun, but you can ride together. That's in the end, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, if somebody wants to contact you and maybe talk about e-bikes or visit your bike shop, Northtown, how can they find you? So we are there six days and two nights a week. Um, so we still are closed on Sundays and try to, you know, maintain that as our family day. So I need some time to kind of recharge and, and ride my bike uh, with my kids. Um, but we are on Blairs Ferry Road on the north side of Cedar Rapids, and the easiest way is to go to northtownbikes.com. Remember that Northtown has an E, so it actually looks like Northtown e-bikes. Ah, right. clever. And, uh, so, yeah, you know, that happened, uh, like I said, in 1975 or six when we moved out of downtown, so I don't know, maybe it was a little bit prophetic, but... Um, and we do actually, we chaperone all our test rides. So, uh, I encourage people to stop in the store anytime it makes sense for them. But once we have a couple initial conversations, we do want to go out, um, with you on bikes. Uh, and we have these great helmets that allow us to communicate with one another. So Ooh. it can kind of instruct you, yeah. make sure that you, you get a good quality experience because, um, the way to buy an e-bike is not just to ride a whole bunch of bikes. We really need to narrow it down. And with 30 models in stock and 10 brands, it's too much to choose from. So there's a reason we have all those bikes and we really, we've learned how to ask the questions and get you thinking about the information you need to make a good informed decision. Um, and, uh, the results are pretty amazing when that happens. Uh, it's sort of magic and, um, a lot of times you can leave with a bike or have something really quick and, you know, head to the trail. So nice, nice. Uh, what's your favorite pie? Well, it would be either be, uh, pecan or pecan. I'm not sure. <laughs> One of those two. So, so I don't, I, I don't eat as much pie as I should, but, uh, those would be my two favorite choices. That's probably a good thing that you don't eat a so, lot of pie. Yeah. But man, when I do, I love it. Yeah, so, I yeah. agree. I agree. Yep. Well, Derek, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And do you have a prediction on how long it'll be before I purchase an e-bike? So it will not be very long. Oh, so, geez. Yeah. So all we got to do is get you on one. That's pretty much what it, all it takes. So I'd, uh, I'd encourage anybody out there who kind of wonders, you know, is that for me or, you know, God, I can't believe it or people or the cheating thing. Um, just get on one and try it and ride it. And uh, I, I tell you, you'll, you'll kind of look at it differently from that point. It'll, I guarantee it'll put a smile on your face. And you start envisioning all the people that, um, you know, it's going to help uh, get on bikes. And the more cyclists we have out there, you know, the safer environment, the more trails, the more lanes, the more rides, you know, everything. A rising tide raises all ships. So um, it's coming and uh, we're having a lot of fun with it. 
I've got the e-bike grin, and I don't even have an e-bike. That's right. Maybe we should go this afternoon. So it's a beautiful it's day. Pretty nice day. I'm in. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Derek. You're very welcome. Thank you, Kathy. All right, Jesco Bike Podcast listeners, I leave you with a quote from the unwritten book of Murphology. This quote comes from Murphy's Law. Inside every problem is a larger problem struggling to get out. Think about it. Well, we've come to the end of another edition of the Jessica Bike Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in again, listening to our banter back and forth. We're having a good time doing it. Uh, we are ready to start rolling on pre-ride next week. And Mark, are you a little bit excited about that? Absolutely excited. Best week of the year, isn't it? Uh, well, I guess um, this podcast, since we're going to be rolling live from pre-ride, uh, wouldn't be made possible without a few sponsors. And who are those, Mark? Think Iowa City and its curious surrounding communities, host of Ragbri this summer. Hey, that's going to be yeah. a good time. Um, Bikes to You, one of the best bike shops and charters in Grinnell, Iowa. And then finally, Primal Wear out of uh, Denver, Colorado. If you're looking for custom bike jerseys, shorts, apparel, Primal Wear is the place to be. Well, we are going to see or touch all three of those sponsors somehow. I know Iowa City is going to have good representation. Shammy's going to be riding with us. Josh Schamberger from the Iowa City Corville Convention and Visitor Bureau or Think Iowa City. Um, also, a couple of the members of that RAGBRAI committee. And we'll also have Craig and April Cooper from Bikes U that will be riding pre-ride as our bike shop liaison. And last but not least, we have some spectacularly sweet kits that we're going to be riding the death screaming eagle of pre-ride and um they are they are loud would be the the word that i would use to describe them and uh you will be noticed when you're wearing that kit and um so the artistry over at primal really really pulled one off and uh, just made us some really sweet kits so i'm looking forward to seeing all those things and wearing that that sweet kit next week on the pre-ride so fantastic any, anything to leave us with, Mark? You know, it's 105 degrees out. Just get out there and ride your bike. You'll stay cool, drink a lot of water. That's all you need to know. Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer.